I feel like in a movie, this is the part of the story where the ship has gone down, the empire has fallen, a kingdom has been overthrown, a city is burned to the ground. We see in the Chronicles of Narnia, this is where winter has come. Or in the Matrix, when Neo was awakened from the death sleep to discover the world he thought was real was actually a massive deception. Or in Star Wars, when Darth Vader just about has the universe under his fist when a pair of droids falls into the hand of Luke Skywalker. Or in the Titanic, when the ship is going down and not everyone is going to make it. Or just like we saw last week, where Adam and Eve doubt God, their creator, take control in trying to lead the dance of creation on their own. And in one moment, separate humanity's relationship with the one true living God. Things don't look good, right? All hope seems lost. Things are dark. It looks like there is no way out. And this is the current state of the story. And I want you guys to take a moment and think about a time in your life where things didn't look too good. Or maybe you felt hopeless, or maybe you were experiencing some deep pain that you felt there's never gonna be a way out of this. So I want you guys to think about that for a second. But now, I want you guys to think about a moment when you began to feel hopeful again, or the pain that was once crippling you began to lift, or things started to turn around once again. And even in the midst of darkness, the light began to break through. Because every great story has a rescue. Every great story has a rescue. And that is where we are going to pick up tonight in our series of What's Your Story? Aslan comes to rescue Narnia, or Neo breaks the power of the Matrix and sets the captive world free, or Luke Skywalker rescues the princess and then the free peoples of the universe. Jack comes to rescue Rose in the freezing waters of the Atlantic. There was room for two people on that door, though. That is all I have to say. But he rescued Rose by staying in the Atlantic. And in the story of our world, while we were still sinners, God came running after us. While we were in the midst of messing things up over and over again, God started the greatest most important life-altering rescue mission history has ever seen and one that we'll never be able to compare to something we've seen on a movie screen because this story that we are talking about here is real is true and in this particular moment of the story god's heart god's heart was hurting and we read in genesis 6 5 through 6 just a few chapters Following the fall of humanity, it says the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of man's heart was only evil all the time. And the Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. We grieved the heart of God. We pained the heart of God. And his creation that was birthed out of such deep love chose then to love something else more than their creator. But even though we grieved the heart of God, God didn't just write us off. He didn't go, well, they messed up big time. They're going to have to figure out how to fix things themselves. 
Or he just didn't end the story there. Well, show's over. Better luck next time. Maybe I'll start this thing over again. No, that is not what God said at all. That is not the heart of God. And tonight there are three things that I want us to remember as we talk about the rescue mission that God is on. And the first one is God did not abandon us. God did not abandon us. So God didn't waste any time in putting his rescue mission into action. And we see in Genesis 3 when Adam and Eve fell from their relationship with God, they immediately ran and they hid in the bushes because they were so ashamed of this new dance of humanity that they set into motion. But this is what I love about the heart of God. As they were hiding, as they were filled with guilt and shame and condemnation, you know what God did? He came, what? He came to look for them. He calls out to Adam and Eve and he says, Adam, Eve, where are you? Where are you? God came after them. He pursued them. He was already calling them back into relationship with himself. God didn't abandon them. God doesn't abandon us. And that wasn't the only moment that God began calling humanity back into relationship with himself. Uh, like I was saying earlier, there was now this new dance. Instead of one that was flawless and in sync with their creator, this new dance of creation was now more of a back and forth and a, and a push and pull, almost like this tug of war. And we don't have time in this moment to go through the whole Old Testament scripture in the Bible, but if you ever get a chance to read through the Old Testament, and I encourage you to do that, um, you'll begin to see this long, painful story of God's pursuit of us, his beloved creation. And you will see humanity who was so in love with their small stories and their false gods who were bound up in their addictions, their self-centeredness, their, their unbelief. And time and time again, you will see them turn back and cry out to the one true living God, but it wouldn't last. And eventually their attention and their affection would turn back to the small, trivial things of this life. And this is not just the story of thousands of years ago. Uh, this is a story that you will still see today. Have you been there? I don't know about you, but I certainly have been there. I have felt the push and the pull of, of this new dance that the enemy tries to seduce us or deceive us with. And oftentimes this new dance leaves us feeling shameful and unsatisfied and broken. It's a rhythm that we were actually never designed for, a, a rhythm separate from our creator, a dance that we were actually never meant to know the steps to. But that did not stop God from coming after us. And I'm so, I'm so glad that didn't stop God from coming after us. Well, we continually chose time and time again something else other than him. He still showed up to fight for us. He still showed up and pursued us. He still showed up to fight for our love because God does not abandon us. So no matter where you are tonight in your relationship with Jesus, maybe you feel really far from him in this moment, or maybe it's the sweetest it's ever been. But wherever you are, I want to remind you, God hasn't abandoned you. His love is always chasing after you. And what I love about this rescue mission of redemption is that God did not put 
a plan in motion that he wasn't willing to be a part of himself. And we follow a God who literally came down to the front lines to fix the dance. He came down to the front lines to fix the dance. So the second thing I want us to remember tonight, the first one was God does not abandon us. And the second thing I want us to remember is God came to be with us. God himself, the king of all creation, came to earth, took on human flesh, and enters the story. He enters our story as one of us. And he became 100% God and 100% man. And he steps off his throne in heaven and humbles himself as man so he could sneak into the enemy camp. Where he says to you, where he says to me, I have come for you. I have come for you. God came into this world as a baby, born of a virgin named Mary, and he was to be called Jesus, the Son of God. And he left the glory of heaven. He left, I can't even imagine what heaven is like, but he left the glory of heaven to come to earth, to be born in a barn, surrounded by a bunch of probably stinky, loud animals for us. And God just, he just wanted to be with us. He just wanted to get close to us. His deep love for creation made him just need to be near us. He, he came to walk with us, talk with us, live among us. And um, I'm a big like romantic comedy kind of person. I love love stories, the notebook, walk to remember, name them all. Like I am there. I will watch them with you. But this is a true love story that we're talking about tonight. Like none of those, that, that can't even compare to what we are talking about in this moment that God of the universe came down to, to walk with us and be with us. And um, this is a true love story. And I think we all have that person or those people in our lives that we just love so much that we just have to be with them. We just want to be near them. Maybe some people are popping into your mind now as I just say that. There are people you're like, I just want to be with you. I just want to be uh, just in your presence. And that is how God felt about us. Because that's the heart of God. He comes near to us through our relationship with his son, Jesus. Um, no matter how messy we are, how dirty we think we are, how complicated we think we are, God goes, I want to be with you. I want, I want to be near you. And we can look at the life of Jesus in the New Testament Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you never have dived into the Gospels, I encourage you to pick one and, and start reading through it. And it's amazing just to see uh, just Jesus's earthly ministry. And we see him officially start his earthly ministry in these gospels. And he was part of the rescue mission. He came, God sent him to completely turn the world upside down, to continue to walk out the rescue mission his father God set into motion. But turning the world upside down would cost God something. And the rescue mission would not be complete without a price being paid. And God knew it would cost him something so precious, so precious, but even still, God came to us. And so the first thing that we learned tonight is God does not abandon us. The second thing was God came to be with us. And the third thing tonight that I want us to remember is God showed his heart towards us. And as God's rescue mission was underway, um, we, will, we were still prisoners in, in this kingdom of darkness. We were still prisoners 
in, in this false dance that we were never meant to be a part of. And the only way out was ransom. And a ransom is some sort of, of payment that is exchanged for the release of a prisoner. And we were the prisoners, you and me. We were stuck in a new rhythm that we could not get out of on our own. And God knew that he would do whatever it would take to buy us back. He would do whatever it would take to set us free from the power of death and sin and darkness. And the answer to finding that freedom can only be found in his son, Jesus Christ. And the world will offer you a lot of other things that will lie to you and tell you, like, this this will make you feel free. Um, but the only true way to find freedom in this life, it can only be found through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And the Son of God, he gave his life willingly to ransom us from the evil one, to pay the price for our betrayal and to prove for all time and beyond that any shadow of a doubt that the heart of God is good. I want you to either say that to yourself wherever you are right now. If you want to type it in the chat just so you remember it. But the heart of God is good. The heart of God is good. And it says in Colossians 1, 13 through 14, it says, God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And by sacrificing his son, Jesus, God continues to show his true heart for us. And back in the garden, uh, the enemy got Adam and Eve to question the heart of God, to doubt the heart of God. Is God really good? Or is God really who he says he is? One simple question made them doubt, and it sent the whole trajectory of humanity out of whack. But time and time again, God continues to show us what his heart really is toward creation, what his heart really is towards you and me. And we see that in Jesus's obedient death on the cross. But we don't just find freedom from Jesus's death. We find freedom in his resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus is where we see there's victory over death, over hell, over the grave, over shame, over condemnation. There's victory over our broken relationship with God. And Jesus' resurrection and victory over death was God's way of inviting us back into the dance with him once again. I just think of like two people dancing and somebody's like, hey, I'm going to cut in. And God was like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut back in. One that was beautiful and it's in perfect rhythm and it's a dance that is truly satisfying. That is the heart of God towards us, that we will dance with him in perfect harmony once again. And so tonight, remember, God did not abandon us. God came to be with us, and God will continually, time and time again, show his heart towards us. Maybe you're sitting there now and you're like, I don't, I don't know the heart of God. I don't know his thoughts towards me. Or, or his love towards me. Or maybe you, you have felt that before or you have known that before, but maybe you're in a season where you're looking around you and there are things going on in your life that is making you doubt God's heart towards you. And um, it doesn't have to be complicated. We can just simply ask God, what is your heart towards me? Like, show me who I am in your eyes. 
and in your heart. Show me how much you love me. Like, God does not hide himself from us. We saw Adam and Eve hide themselves in the garden, and God was like, yo, where are you at? God does not hide himself from us. And so finally, we're being invited back into this dance once more, and I think that's when we start to begin to remember how things were really supposed to be. But as we look around uh, in our world today, what do we still see? We still see brokenness. We still see hurt. We still see pain. Log on to social media, turn on the news. You see brokenness, hurt, and pain all over the place. And it could be kind of confusing, right? Because you're like, okay, God, like you, you fixed the dance, but I'm looking at our natural world and things don't seem to be lining up. We still see the effects of sin in our world today. Um, and we can taste and see that, that there should be more. And I think the reason why we can see the world is still messed up is because we know that there should be more to this. And our hearts are starting to burn for something that is beyond us, something that we have yet to see, something that we have yet to understand. And a scripture tells us more is on the way. More is on the way. More is coming. We are living in this almost like this tension of, of the now and, and the not yet. And what we know and what we see seem to be two different things. So what will happen next? Until next week. But in the meantime, I want you guys to remember God did not abandon us. God came to be with us. And God showed his heart to us. And those things, when you really begin to believe and understand these three statements, I believe it will completely transform our lives. Um, so much so that sometimes throughout the day, I'm like, I need to remind myself of these things constantly. And so um, after this, I'm going to post on our Instagram stories. I made some different just like foam backgrounds. Stole this idea from Brie because I thought it was just so so smart because you were on our phone so many times a day and I looked down and I want to see um, a reminder of who God is in my life and so I'm going to post some phone backgrounds to our Instagram stories feel free to hold that down and screenshot it and you can have a phone background to remember that God did not abandon us God came to be with us and God showed his heart towards us and so I'm just going to close in prayer and then we're going to shoot it back over to Cody and Johnny who's going to close us up for tonight so God, we love you so much. God, we are so thankful that the greatest story on earth had a rescue mission, had a rescue plan. God, I thank you so much that when we were just drenched in our sin, God, that you came looking for us. God, I thank you that we do not have to hide from you. God, I thank you that you do not hide from us. And so God, thank you that you um, just do not abandon us in, in the times in our lives when we feel like everything is falling apart, when we feel really far from you. God, I thank you that that is when you come close even more. So God, thank you for stepping off of your throne in heaven. God, thank you for entering this earth as um, one of us, God, to live with us and to walk with us and to continually to draw us closer and closer to yourself. God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for us. God, thank you for sending him to invite us back into the dance, God, that you have designed even before the beginning of time. So God, we love you and we trust you and uh, we know that you are working just in and through our lives. Uh, God, we thank you for this time together that we get to be together. Uh, even if it's on Zoom, God, um, there is just so much power 
in, in Christ-centered community, God, that um, doesn't matter if we're together in person or over the airwaves, God, uh, we just know that uh, you are present with us. We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen.